Act 4 of Bacchides, or The Twin Sisters, by Titus Machius Plautus, translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Fourth. Scene One. Enter a parasite and a boy. Of a debauched and unscrupulous fellow am I the parasite, a captain who has brought his mistress with him from Samos. Now he has ordered me to go to her and make inquiry whether she will pay back the gold or whether she will depart together with him. You, boy, who have for some time been with her, whichever of these is the house, do you knock? Go to the door forthwith. The boy goes to knock. Are you coming back from there, you hangdog? How oh, the graceless scoundrel does knock. You can gobble up a loaf three feet wide, and yet you don't know how to knock at a door. He calls out and knocks violently. Is there anyone indoors? Hello? Is there anyone here? Does anyone open this door? Who's coming out? Scene 2. Enter Pistoclerus from the house. What's the matter? What's this knocking? Why, what the confounded torment possesses you to be exerting your strength in this fashion on another person's door? You've almost broken the door down. What do you want now? Young gentleman... My respects. And my respects? But whom are you looking for? For Bacchus. But which of them? Of that I know nothing, only it's Bacchus. In a few words, the captain, Cleomachus, has sent me to her, either for her to pay back the two hundred golden Philippians, or to go hence this day, together with him, to Elatia. She doesn't go. She says she shan't go. But go on and take back this message. She loves another person and not him. Take yourself off from the house. You're too hasty. And would you know how hasty I am? By my faith, your fizz isn't far off from a mishap. So much are these teeth crackers. Looking at his fists. Longing in my fists. Parasite aside. So far as I understand his words, tis a warning to me, lest he should knock my nutcrackers out of my jaws. To Pistoclerus. At your own peril, I'll tell him this. What do you say? I'll tell him that which you bade me. Who are you? Tell me. I'm the skin of his body. He needs must be a scampish fellow who has got so worthless a skin. He'll be coming here, swollen up with wrath. I wish he may burst. Parasite, about to go. Is there anything you want? Be off. You must do so this instant. Goodbye, Teethcracker. Exit. And you, skin of his body, goodbye. This matter has come to such a point that what advice to give my friend about his mistress I know not, who in his pet has given up all the gold to his father, and not a coin is there that may be paid to the captain. But I'll step aside, for the door makes a noise. 
Oh, here's Nasilicus coming out, and pensive, too. He stands apart. Scene 3. Enter Nasilicus from the house of Bacchus. Insolent of a froward, passionate, ungovernable, inconsiderate disposition, without reason and moderation, am I, without fine principles of rectitude and honor, heart of belief, powerless to control my passions, born of a temper, ill-disposed, unamiable, and ungracious in my life. In fine, I am that which I could wish others to be. There's not a person more worthless, or more unworthy for the gods to bless, or for men to love, or to associate with. Tis more just that I should have enemies than friends. Tis more reasonable that the bad shall give me their assistance than the good. There's not a person more deserving of all the reproaches that are befitting worthless men than I, who have given up to my father the money that was in my power. Could this be believed by anyone whatever? Am I not a madman who have miserably undone myself and the device of Chrysalis? Pistoclerus, aside. He must now be consoled by me. I'll accost him. Hello, Nasilicus. What's the matter? I'm ruined. May the gods grant better things. I'm ruined. Won't you hold your tongue, simpleton? Hold my tongue? You are not now quite right in your senses. I'm undone. Many sharp and poignant woes are now arising in my breast. Did I not put faith in that accusation? Without any cause was I angry with you? Come, come, do have a good heart. Whence have it? A dead man is of more value than I am. The captain's parasite came here just now to fetch the gold hence. I drove the fellow away from this door and from this fair one, and packed him off through my harsh language. But of what service is that to me? Wretch that I am, what shall I do? I have nothing, and he certainly will carry her off. By my faith, if I had the means, I'd engage not. I know you'd give it to me. I know your ways, and were you not in love, I should now have the very greatest possible confidence in your assistance. At present, you yourself have more than enough of your own business, for me to suppose that you, who are in want yourself, are able to give me any assistance. Do but hold your tongue. Some divinity will favor us. Nonsense. Moves as if going. Do stay. Takes hold of him. What's the matter? Why, I see Chrysalis here, your main resource. Scene 4. Enter Chrysalis at a distance. Chrysalis to himself. It's right this man, pointing to himself, should be worth his weight in gold. It's fair that a statue of gold should be erected for him. For this day, two exploits have I achieved. With twofold spoils have I been graced. So cleverly have I galled my elder master this day that he has been made a fool of. 
the crafty old blade by my crafty tricks have i compelled and constrained to believe me in everything then for the son of the old gentleman my master here in love together with whom i drink with whom i eat and go according i have procured regal and golden treasures that he may take from thence at home and not go seeking abroad those parminos and those ceruses please me not who filch some two or three minae from their masters there's nothing more worthless than a servant without skill worthless if he has not a breast mightily well stocked so that whenever there is necessity he may draw his supply from his own breast no one can be a person well to do unless he understands both how to do good and how to do evil with rogues he must be a rogue with thieves let him filch whatever he can it befits him who is truly wise to be a person that can shift his very skin good with the good let him be bad with the bad just as things are so let him ever frame his humour but i should like to know how much gold my master has taken for himself and what he has given up to his father if he is a prudent person he has made a hercules of his parent he has given him the tenth part and has kept back nine for himself but see the person whom i was looking for he meets me most opportunely to nisilicus has any of your money fallen down my master that thus in silence you are looking down upon the ground why do i see you too sad and sorrowful i like it not and tis not without some reason are you going now to give me any answer i am undone chrysalis perhaps you took too little of the gold how a plague too little why yes indeed a very great deal less than too little why the mischief then simpleton since by my skill an opportunity was procured for that very purpose that you might take as much as you pleased did you thus take it up with the tips of two fingers or didn't you know how rarely an opportunity of that kind presents itself to a person you are mistaken why surely tis you yourself that were mistaken when you dipped your fingers in not deep enough in faith you'd upbraid me more than now you do if you knew the matter better i'm undone my mind is now foreboding further mischief from those words i'm ruined how so because i've given all up to my father with every particle of it given it up given it up what all every jot we are done for how came it into your mind to do this deed so foul i had a suspicion chrysalis by reason of a charge the baquis and he pointing to pistoclerus had been playing me false for that reason in my anger i gave up all the gold to my father what did you say to your father when you gave up the gold that i had at once received this gold from his host archidemides eh by that speech you have this day consigned chrysalis to the torture for when he shall set eyes on me the old gentleman will carry me off that instant to the executioner i have besought my father i suppose to do in fact the thing that i was speaking of nay not to punish you 
or to blame you at all on account of this business, and with some difficulty I've prevailed. Now, Chrysalis, this must be your care. What do you wish should be my care? That once again you should make a second inroad upon the old gentleman. Contrive, devise, invent whatever you please. Frame your plans, so that this day you may cleverly deceive the old man unawares and carry off the gold it scarcely seems possible to be done set about it and you'll easily effect it how the plague easily for me whom he has this moment caught out in a lie should i entreat him not to believe me at all he would not venture even to believe me in that ay and if you were to hear what things he said about you in my presence what did he say that if you were to say that this sun was the sun he would believe it was the moon and that this is the night which is now the day by my troth i'll bamboozle the old chap right well this very day so that he shan't have said that for nothing now what would you have us do why nothing except that i beg you'll still love on as for the rest ask of me as much gold as you please i'll find it you of what use is it for me to have the name of chrysalis unless i give proofs by fact but now tell me me silicus how much gold is requisite for you there's occasion for two hundred pieces at once to pay the captain for baquis i'll find it you then we have need of some for current expenses ay ay i wish us to do each thing deliberately when i've accomplished the one then i'll set about the other first for the two hundred pieces i shall direct my engine of war against the old gentleman if with that engine i batter down the tower and the outworks straight at the gate that instant i'll attack the old town and the new one if i take it then carry to your friends the gold in baskets just as your heart wishes our hearts are with you chrysalis now do you go indoors to bacchus pistoclerus and quickly bring out what a pen some wax tablets and some cord i'll have them here this instant goes into the house what now are you about to do do tell me that let a breakfast be prepared there will be you two and your mistress will make a third with you just as you say pistoclerus has no mistress oh yes she's here he's in love with the one sister i with the other both of the name of baki what were you going to say this how we are to manage where are your couches laid out why do you ask that so the matter stands i wish to be informed you know not what i am about to do nor what a great exploit i shall attempt give me your hand and follow me close to the door peep in chrysalis looks in at the door of the house of bacchus hurrah tis a very pretty place this and exactly as i could wish it to be re-enter pistoclerus with pen and tablets the things that you ordered what's ordered for a good purpose is forthwith done by the obedient what have you brought everything that you bade me bring chrysalis to nisilicus do you take the pen at once and these tablets nisilicus 
taking them. What then? Write there what I shall bid you, for I wish you to write for this reason that your father may know the hand when he reads it. Write now. What shall I write? Health to your father in your own language. Nasilicus writes. Suppose you were to write disease and death in preference, that would be much better. Don't you interrupt us. What you have ordered is now written on the wax. Tell me in what terms. Nasilicus sends health to his father. Write this too quickly. My father, Chrysalis, as always and everywhere, talking at me, and in no measured terms, because I gave you up the gold, and because I did not cheat you of it. Nasilicus writes. Stop till he has written it. It befits the hand of a lover to be active. If faith, that hand is more active by far at lavishing than at writing. Say on, that's written down. Now, my dear father, do you henceforth be on your guard against him, for he is forming knavish plans to deprive you of the gold, and has declared that he will have it beyond a doubt. Write legibly. You only dictate. Writes. And he promises that he will give this gold to me, for me to give away to naughty women, and to consume it, and live like a Greek in dens of infamy. But, Father, do you take care that he does not impose on you this day? I entreat you, do beware. Do say on. Just write on, then. Only say what I am to write. But, Father, what you promise me, I beg that you will remember that you will not beat him, but keep him in chains at your house at home. Nasilicus, writing. Do you give me the wax and cord forthwith? Come fasten it and seal it in an instant. Nasilicus, sealing the tablets. Prithee, what use is there in this writing after such a fashion, that he is to give no credence to you, and to keep you in chains at home? Because it pleases me so. Can't you possibly take care of your own self, and have no thought about me? In confidence in myself I undertook the task, and at my own peril do I carry on the matter. You say what's true. Give me the tablets. Nasilicus, giving them. Take them. Give attention now. Mesiclus and you, Pistoclarus, do you take care that each of you goes at once and reclines on his couch with his mistress? So tis requisite, and on that same spot where the couches are now laid, do you forthwith commence to carouse. Anything else? This and this especially, when you shall have once taken your places together, don't you arise anyhow until the signal shall be given by me. O oh, skillful commander! You ought by this time to have taken your second draft. Capital, let's go. Do you take care of your duty, and I'll do mine. Nasilicus and Pistoclerus go into the house. Scene 5. Chrysalis Alone A tremendously great business am I undertaking, and I have my fears how in this one day I may accomplish it, but now I have occasion for the old blade to be fierce and savage at me, for it suits not this plan of mine that the old fellow should be calm when he has beheld me in his presence. I'll turn him about this day, finally, if I live. I'll have him parched as well as ever P was parched. I'll walk before the door, that when he comes out at once as he comes up, I may put the letter in his hand. Stands near the door of Bacchus. Scene 6. 
Enter Nicobulus at a distance. This is a matter of great vexation to me, that Chrysalus has thus escaped me this day. Chrysalis, aside. I'm all right, the old fellow is in a passion. Now's my time for me to accost my man. Who speaks hard by? Looking round. Why, surely this is Chrysalis, I think. Chrysalis, aside. I'll accost him. My honest servant, hail to you. What's doing now? How soon do I set sail for Ephesus to bring back the gold home from Theotimus? What? Silent? I swear by all the gods, if I didn't love my son so much as to wish everything done for him that he desires, that your sides should be wheeled now right well with rods, and that, in irons at the mill, you should be lingering out your life. I've learned of Nesilochus all your wicked pranks. Has he accused me? Tis very good. I'm a bad one. I'm a cursed one. A wicked one. Only reflect upon the matter. I'll utter not one word. What? Hang dog, do you even threaten me? You'll find out before long what sort of man he is. He ordered me just now to carry this letter to you. He requested that that which is there written may be done. Give it me. Take notice of the seal. Gives him the tablets. I know it. Where is he himself? I don't know. I ought to know nothing now. I've forgotten everything. I know that I'm a slave. I know not even that which I do know. Aside. Now from the spring this thrush is catching at the worm. He'll be finally noosed this day. So well I've set the snare. Stay here but a moment. I'll return to you directly, Chrysalis. Goes into his house. How he does dissemble with me. How ignorant I am of the business he's about. He is going to fetch slaves from indoors to bind me. The ship speeds prosperously on. Finally, too, is this craft boarding it. But I'll hold my tongue, for I hear the door opening. Scene 7. We enter Nicobulus with slaves carrying fetters. Otamo, do you fasten the hands of that fellow this very instant? The slaves bind him. What have I done? Pitch your fist into him if he mutters a word. To Chrysalis, pointing at the tablets. What does this letter say? Why do you ask me? As I received it from him, so I have brought it sealed to you. Come now, you rascal. Have you not shamefully abused my son in your talk because he gave me up that gold and said that you would still take that gold away from me by some knavish trick? Have I said so? You have. What person is there who says that I've said so? Hold your tongue. No person says so. This letter which you have brought me accuses you. See, tis that which requests you to be chained. Points to the open tablets. Ah, oh, your son has been making a bellerophon of me. I myself brought this letter for the purpose that I might be bound. Be it so. This I am doing for this reason, because you persuade my son to live like a Greek with you, you thrice-dotted villain. Chrysalis, aside. Oh, fool, fool, you know not that you are at this moment on sale and that you are standing on the very stone as the auctioneer puts you up. Nicobulus, 
overhearing him. Answer me, who is selling me? He whom the gods favor dies in youth while he is. In his health has his senses and judgment sound. This person, pointing to Nicobulus, if any god had favored him, ought to have been dead more than ten years. I more than twenty years ago. Tis for long he has walked a nuisance on the earth, so devoid is he of either judgment or sense. He is of as much value as a rotten mushroom is. Do you think that I am a nuisance to the earth? Away with him indoors, and tie him tightly to the post. You shall never take away any gold from here. No, but you'll soon be giving it me. I give it to you. You'll be entreating me, too, of your own accord to receive it, when you shall come to know this accuser of mine, in how great danger, and in what a dreadful situation he is, then will you be offering his liberty to Chrysalis, but I certainly shan't accept it. Tell me, source of mischief, tell me, in what danger is my son Nesilochus? Follow me this way, I'll soon let you know. Where on earth shall I follow you? Only three steps. Aye, ten even. Come then, Artamo. Do you open you this door but a very little way? Softly, don't make it creak. The door of the house of Bacchus is opened. That's enough. Now step you hither. To Nicobulus, who looks in. Do you see the entertainment? Nicobulus, still looking in. I see Pistoclerus and Bacchus right opposite. Who are upon that other couch? Nicobulus, looking on the other side. Wretch that I am! I'm undone. Do you recognize that person? I do recognize him. Now tell me, if you please, does that woman seem of handsome appearance? Very much so. Well, do you take her to be a courtesan? Why not? You are mistaken. Who is she, then, prithee? You'll find out from me. Indeed, you'll get no more information today. Scene 8. Enter. Cleomachus, at a distance. Cleomachus, aloud. Is this Nasilicus, the son of Nicobulus, by force to detain my own mistress? What proceeding is this? Who's this? Chrysalis, aside. This captain's opportunely come for me. He doesn't consider that I am a soldier, but a woman who cannot defend myself and mine, but may neither Bologna nor Mars ever put confidence in me if I don't put him out of life if I meet him, or if I don't make him lose possession of his existence. Chrysalis, who is this that's threatening my son? This is the husband of that woman with whom he is now reclining. What? The husband? The husband, I say. Prithee, is she married then? You'll know before very long. Wretch that I am, I am utterly undone. How now? Does Chrysalis seem such a villain to you? Come, chain me now, and do listen to your son. Didn't I tell you that you would discover what sort of person he is? What shall I do now? Order me at once to be released, if you please, for if I'm not released, he'll just now be overpowering the young man in our presence. There's no gain that I should this day take so much delight in making as I should in falling upon him as he reclines with her 
so that I might kill them both. Chrysalis to Nicobulus. Don't you hear what he says? Why don't you order me to be released? Nicobulus to the slaves. Unbind him. I'm ruined, wretch that I am. I'm in a dreadful fright. Then I'd make her, who publicly puts up her person for sale, not to say that she has got a person for her to laugh at. Chrysalis to Nicobulus. You may make terms with him for a little money. Make terms, then, I beg, for what you like, so that he mayn't in our presence fall upon the young man or kill him outright. Unless the two hundred Philippians are repaid to me at once, I'll this instant swallow the lives of them both outright. Nicobulus to Chrysalis. Make terms with him, if you can. Prithee, do make haste. Agree for any sum you like. I'll go and do it carefully. Goes up to Cleomachus. Why are you exclaiming so? Where's your master? Nowhere. I don't know. Do you wish the two hundred pieces to be promised you at once, so as to make no riot or disturbance here? There's nothing that I would desire more. And that I may heap many a curse upon you. Just as you please. Chrysalis aside. How the villain does cringe. To Cleomachus. This is the father of Masilicus. Follow me, he shall promise it you. Do you ask for the gold? As to the rest, a word's enough. They go up to Nicobulus. What has been done? I've struck the bargain for two hundred Philippians. Well done. God is salvation. Thou hast saved me. Well, how soon am I to say I'll pay it? Chrysalis to Cleomachus. Do you ask it of him? And? To Nicobulus. Do you promise it him? I promise it. To Cleomachus. Come, ask me. Will you give me two hundred golden Philippian pieces, lawful money? They shall be given. Say, do answer him. I'll give them. Well, now, filthy fellow, is there anything owing to you? Why are you plaguing him? Why are you frightening him about death? Both I and he wish you every ill luck. If you have a sword, still we have a spit at home, with which, in fact, if you provoke me, I'll make you more full of holes than a rat's skin when caught in a trap. E faith, for my part, sometimes since I found out what suspicion it was that tormented you, namely that he was with that wife of yours. Yes, and so he is. So may Jupiter, Juno, Ceres, Minerva, Hope, Latona, Ops, Virtue, Venus, Castor, Pollux, Mars, Mercury, Hercules, Samanus, the Sun, Saturn, and all the deities prosper me. He neither reclines with her, nor walks, nor kisses, nor does that which is wont to be reported. Nicobulus, aside. How he does swear! He's saving me, however, by his perjury. Where then at this moment is Nisilicus? His father has sent him into the country, and she has gone hence to the citadels to see the temple of Minerva. The door's open now. Go in and see if he's there. I'll be off to the forum next. Or rather, by my troth, to very perdition. Am I to demand this gold today? 
demand it and go hang yourself don't you suppose you worthless fellow that we shall be entreating of you exit cleomachus he's taken himself off permit me master i entreat you by the immortal gods to go indoors here to your son pointing to the house of bacchus but why go in there that with many words i may rebuke him since after this fashion he has been going on this way well i beg you will do so chrysalis and i entreat you not to spare him in your talking to him and do you instruct even myself isn't it sufficient if this day he shall hear from me more harsh things than ever clinius heard from demetrius goes into the house of bacchus this servant of mine is very like a running eye if you have it not you don't wish for it or desire it if you have it you can't keep off from rubbing it but if he hadn't by lucky chance been here to-day the captain would have surprised nesilochus with his wife and have killed him as an adulterer detected in the fact now in a manner have i ransomed my son with the two hundred philippians which i promised to give to the captain which however i shall not rashly pay him down before i have met with my son by my troth i'll never rashly give credence in anything to chrysalis but i have a mind even once again to read over this letter tis right that when a letter is sealed we should give credence to it goes into his house scene nine enter chrysalis from the house of bacchus the two brothers the sons of atreus are said to have done a most famous deed when with arms and horses and an army and with chosen warriors and with ships a thousand in number after the tenth year they subdued pergamus the native land of priam founded by hands divine not more decidedly did it fall by the engine of war than i shall storm my master here without a fleet and without an army and so great array of soldiers i have won i have taken by storm this gold from his father for my master's son in his amour now before the old man comes here i wish to lament until he does come out o troy o my country o pergamus o priam old man you are undone you who'll be wretchedly and shockingly choused out of four hundred golden philippians for those tablets sealed on the one side and on the other they are not tablets but the horse which the greeks sent of wood pistoclerus is the apias from him were those received mesilochus is the simon left behind behold him not in achilles tomb but on a couch he reclines he has bacchus with him just as the other formerly had the fire with which to give the signal so now does she inflame himself i am ulysses by whose advice they do these things then the characters which there are written are the soldiers in this horse armed and of high courage so even thus far has the matter prospered with me this horse too will be making his attack not on a citadel but on a coffer a ruin a destruction a cleaner out of the old man's gold will this horse prove this day to this silly old man of ours in fact i give the name of ilium the captain is menelaus i agamemnon i too am ulysses the son of laertes mesilochus is alexander who will be the destruction of his father's fortunes he is borne off the helen on whose account i am now carrying on the siege of ilium for there i have heard say that ulysses was both bold and full of mischief just as i am i have been detected in my tricks he discovered in a beggar's guise had almost perished while he was spying out 
there the doings of the trojans similarly has it happened to myself to-day i have been bound but by my device as i have redeemed myself he too preserved himself by artifice i have heard that there were three destinies attending troy which were fatal to it if the statue should be lost from the citadel whereas the second was the death of troilus the third was when the upper lintel of the phrygian gate should be demolished just so are there three fatalities for this troy of ours corresponding with those three for first of all when a short time since as i told our old gentleman the lying story about his host and the gold and the bark then that instant did i steal the statue from the citadel and even then two fatalities were remaining and no further had i taken this city afterwards when i carried the letter to the old man then i killed my troilus when he supposed just now that mesolicus was with the captain's wife from that with difficulty did i disengage myself and that danger do i compare to what they say how that ulysses recognized by helen was betrayed to hecuba but as in olden time by coaxing arts he liberated himself from her and persuaded her to let him go so i by my devices have rescued myself from the danger and have deceived the old man afterwards i engaged with the blustering captain who unarmed takes cities with his words and there i repulsed my man then i engaged in fight with the old gentleman straightway by one lying device did i vanquish him by one blow in a moment did i take the spoils away from him he now will give the two hundred philippian pieces to the captain which he has promised that he will give now i have occasion for another two hundred to be distributed when ilium is taken that there may be the usual draught of honeyed wine with which the soldiers may celebrate their triumph but this priam is far superior to him of old not fifty sons only has he but four hundred and all choice ones without a blemish all these this day will i cut off at two single blows nor if there were any purchaser for this priam of ours i would sell the old fellow in the lump whom i have on sale the moment that i shall have taken the city but lo i see our priam standing before the door i'll go and speak to him scene ten enter nicobulus from his house pray whose voice is it that sounds near me o oh, nicobulus what's the matter o oh, capital well have you done aught of what i sent you upon what ask you that step closer this way nicobulus coming nearer well i do come closer i am an excellent pleader by rebuking him and by whatever hard language i really was able to think of i forced the fellow to tears what did he say he uttered not a word crying he listened in silence to what i was saying in silence he wrote down on his tablets these sealed he gave to me he bade me deliver them to you gives him the tablets but i am afraid that they sing to the same tune that the former ones did observe the seal is it his i recognize it i'd like to read them over goes to a distance read them through aside now is the upper lintel being cut down now is the destruction of troy near at hand the wooden horse is shaking it right cleverly chrysalis just step here while i'm reading these through prithee what need is there for me to be near you that you may know what's written here i don't care and i don't wish to know still do come here what need is there hold your tongue i won't i say 
But I will, I say. What need is there? Still do you only do that which I bid you? I'll come. Tis right to do so. Your own servant ought to be obedient at your command. Goes up to him. Nicobulus, looking at the tablets. Heyday! He hasn't been sparing of his wax or pen, but, whatever it is, I'm resolved to read it through. Attend to me, please, this very instant. When you choose, read on, I devote to you the attention of my ears. Nicobulus, looking close. Bless me, the letters are small. To one indeed who cannot see well with his eyes, but they are quite large enough for one who can see well. Give your attention, then. He reads. Father, I beseech you, do give two hundred Philippians to Chrysalis, if you wish me to be safe or alive for you. By my troth, really a very great mistake, I tell you. What's the matter? He hasn't first written the salutation to you. Nicobulus, looking. I don't see it anywhere. Even from its very commencement, the letter is an impertinent one. If you are wise, you will not give it. But at the best, if you give it him, why let him find out some other porter for himself, if he is wise? For I won't carry it if you order me ever so much. I've been quite enough suspected as it is, when I was guiltless of a fault. Listen on now, while I read through what's written. Reading. I am ashamed, father, to appear before you in your presence. Such disgraceful conduct of mine have I heard that you are aware of, that I have formed an intercourse with the wife of a strange captain. By my troth, you are not joking there, for I have saved your life from the consequences of this foul deed with two hundred golden Philippians. There's not a particle of these things but what I've told him. Nicobulus, reading. I confess that I have acted foolishly, but I beseech you, father, do not forsake me if in my folly I have transgressed. How fierce desires and eyes uncontrolled have I been. I have been urged on to do a deed of which I am now ashamed. If it were proper, then, that you should have taken heed before you were ashamed. All these very same words did I say to him only just now. Nicobulus, reading. I beseech you, father, to consider that it is enough that Chrysalis has reproached me with many cutting words, and by his advice has made me a better man, so that tis right that you should return him sincere thanks. Is that written there? Look and see, then you'll know. Shows him the letter. He that has so offended, how humble to all he is, and of his own accord. Nicobulus, reading. Now, father, if even yet I may be allowed to ask anything of you, do give me two hundred Philippian pieces, I do entreat you. By my troth, now, not one even, if you are wise. Let me read on. Reading. In set form I have taken an oath that I would give this to the woman this day, before nightfall, ere she leaves me. Now, father, have a care that I be not forsworn, and take me hence away from her as soon as you can, on whose account I have incurred so much loss and guilt. Take care, and let not the two hundred pieces be a cause of annoyance to you. I will repay you innumerable times as much if I live. 
farewell, and do attend to these matters. Now, Chrysalis, what do you think? I won't give you one bit of advice this day, and I won't run the risk that if any mistake is made you should say that you had done it by my counsel, but as I conceive, if I were in your place, I would rather give the gold than suffer him to be corrupted. There is a twofold choice, consider which you would adopt, either to lose the gold or for a lover to be forsworn. I neither order you nor forbid you, nor do I persuade you. I am sorry for him. You don't do anything surprising. He is your son. If still more must be lost, is better for it to go than for this disgrace to be everywhere proclaimed. By my troth, I certainly had much rather he had been at Ephesus so long as he was well than that he had returned home. But why don't I hasten to get rid of that which is doomed to be squandered away? I'll bring you just now from indoors twice two hundred Philippians, both those which a little time since to my sorrow I promised the captain and these others. Wait there. I'll be out to you, Chrysalis, this instant. Goes into his house. Troy is laid waste. The chiefs have raised Pergamus. I knew some time ago that I should be the ruin of Pergamus. If faith, I wouldn't dare make a bet with him who should say that I was deserving of severe torture. So great confusion am I making. But the door makes a noise. The plunder's being brought forth from Troy. For the present, I'll hold my tongue. Re-enter Nicobulus with the money in two bags. Take you this gold, Chrysalis. Go, carry it to my son. But I'll go hence to the marketplace to pay this to the captain. For my part, I'll not receive it. Do you seek somebody at once to take it? I won't have it entrusted to me. But do take it. You are worrying me now. Holds it to him. For my part, I'll not take it. But prithee do. I am telling you what is the fact. You are delaying me. I don't want, I say, the gold to be entrusted to me. At all events, find some person to keep a watch upon me. You're plaguing me. Well, give it me, if it must be so. Holds out his hand. Nicobulus gives him the money. Take care of it. I'll be back here just now. Exit. I've taken care that you shall be a most wretched old fellow. This is bringing an undertaking to a fair ending, even as it has proved my lot to go rejoicing, laden with the spoil, with safety to myself and the city taken by stratagem. I now bring home my whole army unhurt. But spectators, don't you now be surprised that I don't go in triumph? Tis such a common thing, I don't care for it. Still, however, the soldiers shall be received with the usual honeyed wine. Now I'll carry off all this booty at once to the quaestor. Goes into the house of Bacchus. Scene 11. Enter Philoxenus. The more I revolve it in my breast, what disturbances my son has raised, into what a course of life, and into what habits he unwittingly has headlong plunged himself, the greater is my concern, and the more do I dread lest he may be ruined or corrupted. I know it. I once was of the same age, and I did all these things, but in a quiet way. I was gay, I had my mistress, I drank, I feasted, I made presents, 
but still it was seldom I did so. The methods, too, please me not, which I see parents in general employ towards their sons. I have determined to give some latitude to my son, that he may have some scope for his inclinations. I think that's right. But still, I don't wish him to give way too much to sloth and wantonness. Now I'm going to Minensilocus to see whether, as I requested, by his endeavours he has turned him for me to virtue and to sobriety. As, indeed, I am sure he has done if he has met him. Of such a disposition is he by nature. Exit. End of Act 4